Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Good morning. Welcome to Wake Up Mid-Missouri, Mid-Missouri. I'm Randy Tolber, along with Stephanie Bell. There she is. Good morning. And producer Hannah. Hello. Donning the headphones, talking to me about last minute. I slip in the seat just in time, donning the headphones. I think she said you have 20 seconds and you said don't worry about okay, it. Okay, but in my in my defense, pot, Randy. kettle, pot, okay, kettle. But I was at least in my seat. You were walking out of the studio when we had 20 I, I, seconds to I go. Needed my, I needed my focusers. Okay, okay. okay. It's all good. But touche. I know. I'm just kidding you. That's all good. And I Brian was rolling Houseworth into the parking lot. Yeah, well, that's good. About that's okay. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's been a great morning so it's far. A good morning. I it got, is. Yeah. I got here early. It was good, relaxing. Everything was cool. We're all good. I feel like we were just here, Randy. I know. I know. It seems like it. Yeah, but you're... Now, you don't... Are you producing Gary's show? I am not. Oh, good. So you can go home and get some rest. Maybe. Hannah's uh, been on a world tour. Yeah, she's been... I, uh... Hannah. I have been on 16 hours of airwaves in I'm the last two you, days. Yeah, she's got she's got radio toxicity going on here. <laughs> but uh, but you know if you're in radio, you love what you're doing. That's why yeah. you do radio, right? That's it's mm-hmm. just there's a there's a passion about it. Well, today we uh, even though it's a holiday week, there's stuff going on. Uh, there's a massive migrant caravan coming up through Mexico. Uh, there was a Mexican party. I think they ate enchiladas and loaded nachos down in Mexico City yesterday. Randy. <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> you can't, that's, come on. Blinkin', winkin', and nod, and Mayorkas were in Mexico City having enchiladas and loaded nachos with the president of Mexico. Yeah, but you can't say those things. I just did. Oh, no. <laughs> we're going to no get one, kicked off of YouTube. No one gets super fired up, I think, in my family, and like people try to stay away from politics. This is the one thing I heard about on Christmas <laughs> Day. You? I was yeah. trying to take a nap, and I heard go. from across the room voices getting elevated, and it was something about <laughs> they need to go back to their own country or something and i i mean this is it's serious yeah. it's serious and when you talk about issues that people care about this this is one that is very significant yeah, if you talk about it you're a racist you're a xenophobe you're a nativist i mean hell, i just don't know how you doing brian houseworth doing, uh, doing you were, fine you were here early at three thirty in the morning i don't know do you ever sleep dude i don't know uh, not a lot but you know i do i do my best last night i was cutting a couple of promos and um oh exciting announcement coming up next week yes I was cutting promos for an exciting announcement coming up next week um and uh and i walk out of the out of the production studio here's houseworth eight o'clock at night oh yeah i was reading a bill working on a few things and uh it never slows down but uh, but all good but anyway the migrant crisis is a a disaster later on we're going to talk to jim schulte at 6 35 he's uh he's the 18th no 49th district rep then cindy o'laughlin who's the the 18th district um senator and of course the majority floor leader at the at the house at the senate yes and i'm going to talk to both i want to ask both of them if 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 the migrant influx is on their radar that's one of my questions for both of them because this is the kind of thing look what happened in new york city to denver chicago in fact we have some sound on that with the whining you have the violin music to play while the denver and the chicago mayor and the new york city mayor whine oh, i'll, I'll get on that um i want to make sure it's on the radar next thing you know columbia st louis kansas city 
spring, you know, sanctuary cities. You know, I, I don't want it to happen. Well, I, I don't know. And again, you feel free to bring that up. Uh, we'll have them on. I do know that State Representative Chris Dinkins, who is from Annapolis, who is running for the Senate, um, has very publicly called on the governor to step in and, uh, and to block uh, any sort of resettlement. She, she, she certainly has. I've not heard any other calls similar to that. The governor has kind of rejected, um, he doesn't believe he has the authority to do that, um, specifically what she was calling for. So um, the other thing I think is worth mentioning, um, not as, nearly as controversial, but very important that I talked to Representative Jim Schulte about just last week was the fact that he was in a closed-door meeting. Well, no, shouldn't say closed-door. He was briefed by MoDOT, although they, the, you know, the public wasn't there. It was the lawmakers from Mid-Missouri and MoDOT about the I-70 project. And they told him, and I think this is significant, it's not been reported anywhere else, that they are going to award a contract for the I-70 project for that stretch between Kingdom City and Columbia in February, start construction in May, and they told him that it's going to take three years to do that stretch. I know. That's, 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 that's the other That's topic. significant. That's, yeah. That, quite frankly, that might be bigger than anything going on yeah. in the General Assembly. Yeah, and people, so. people don't think it is. When you're stuck in traffic, you're going to probably think that's it is. Right. But again, that is the kind of stuff that affects everyone. That's right. And my wife and I were back, we're going to St. Louis area to visit mom and the in-laws last weekend. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I picked up a virus from, you know, a little 24-hour virus. Sure. When you, all these mixologists. I mean, you might have gotten it from Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> no, mine was a little longer than 24 hours. No, if hours. I had COVID, it was a 24-hour airborne and NyQuil, bam, done, gone, sleep, over. Okay. And uh, I'm glad for viruses. They exercise our immune system. They're very good for us. Um, at any rate, and we're driving back, and I asked my wife that question. We got to Kingdom City. I said, you know, we're going to suffer here with all kinds of detouritis for a long time, and I hope to God that they're working on that. I hope that the powers that be at MoDOT and everybody else, if you're, whether you're incoming, whether you're outgoing, whether you're circa, that's going to be a big mess. It's going to be terrible. There's no, there's no way around it, I don't think. I mean, it will be wonderful once it's completed. But yeah, I'm already considering. I actually personally like the Amtrak to St. Louis. I really do. I, I, I write it probably twice a year. Really? Yeah. And so, I mean, I think uh, I, I they were running twice a day. And I think they're back during COVID. They, they went back down to once a day. But I think they're back to twice a day. If you're not in a hurry and your schedule is flexible, it's actually I like it yeah. because I can work. And of course, I bill by the hour. So when I, you know, <laughs> drive for five hours, I can't bill. If I ride the train, I, they have Wi-Fi. You can work. Yeah, no, I know when we used to drive from Quincy, when we lived up in Northeast, we would go from Quincy, nice, quiet little old station there, beautiful uh-huh. pickup there, right on time, right on time. And we would take the what, four hour, whatever it was, it was as long as, almost as long as drive. But we took the business class, which is only yes. a couple bucks more. I always You can stretch out, class. you can relax, you, you get, get a newspaper? Yeah, it's nice. And they have, they have a really <laughs> get a nice newspaper. Little- a nice little area where you can uh, get a beverage and something to eat. But the Amtrak bill will, uh, Amtrak comes up every year and there is bipartisan support to keep those, keep that running. And you're right, Stephanie, it is running two, two times a day. But I do think, and again, uh, the governor warned, and again, you know, we knew that this was going to be happening, $2.8 billion, but it's going to be happening faster than I think people thought. They'll award the contract in April. But three years to complete that project. The problem, you know, you think about that. It's not that far, Kingdom City to Columbia, but that's, I believe, 19 miles. I think I oh. timed it in my car. And you're talking about not just rebuilding and resurfacing that whole stretch, which is very busy. That's, you know, 
A lot of trucks over the years have gone over it and then adding a third lane. So, you know, I've heard from some listeners that say, I've heard just what Stephanie said, that they're going to use the Amtrak. But I've also heard people say they're going to go down and use Highway 50 Mm -hmm. in Jefferson City. And that is, that's 50 to to Lynn is pretty decent, but you get past Lynn on the way over towards Union in Washington, and that's two-lane. I always get worried about that if somebody's coming the wrong way or trying to cross, pass somebody in the car. So it's uh, just there's going to be a lot of things there. But Jim Schulte was in on that closed door meeting, and he can brief us a little more in detail. Oh, he probably if he did, he'd have to kill us. One of those well, things. There, was, there was nothing. There was nothing said in there. I mean, he he, he came on a news story with me and talked about I know. it. But, uh, but Jim it will was, give us uh, a briefing. It was, and yeah. uh, and Cindy O'Laughlin, the last time she was on, by the way, she really uh, had some serious questions about desi um and uh, so we'll see okay yeah because education's high on her list very so, huge she's so, a powerhouse she has like the best facebook in all of the senate i am i tell yes. you she is i i can there there are there are legislators who are your <clears throat> who you feel are your citizen as a citizen they're your friend when you yes. talk to them they actually are listening and so now she happened to be my state senator when she was up there and we interacted when the covid thing was going on and all that and she's concerned about rural health care so i appreciated her insight into that and her doing her homework which she really does mm-hmm. um she's got a she's got some tall orders though this session right i mean with all the divisiveness and with senators running for state office which means it's just it's going to be a cluster it's going to be a mess it is going to be a mess and we're less than a week away but we love it because that feeds our that's just like octane for us on talk radio we love it it's great. And Hannah, I know Hannah's really working up a lot of questions for the political season. Yes. That's what, I mean, right, Hannah? Aren't you just, isn't your isn't your little spiral notebook just full of questions? Or are you on just page eight, nine, ten now of single space questions for the politicians? Yeah, and most of the questions are, why? <laughs> <laughs> and how about girl math? Are you going to be asking them about girl math, whether that's going to be put into state statute or not? Maybe a constitutional amendment. Uh, yeah, lots of them are very good at girl math. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. That's right. They know, it. especially on the Democratic side yes. of the ledger. Um, yeah, so anyway, the number's 573-874-9390. Uh, James says Highway 50 is going to be a congested nightmare as a side effect. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, Sean says, uh, be thankful they're doing Columbia's section of I-71st. first. Hopefully it'll be completed before the, <laughs> before the money runs out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, well, that's a whole nother can of worms because, you know, can we count on inflation being 1.7? Now it's down to 2.7%, I guess, you know, and mm-hmm. 1.7 last month, year over year for some goods and services. But, I mean, that's, I, I just don't think that's working out very well in the long run. And, I, you know, but there's lots going on in the national scene. Uh, there's, are you, I'm telling you, the oil prices are going to continue to go up. We're looking at a map of the destroyers in the Red Sea area and blocking the canal into the Mediterranean. The Houthis are raising hell with people over there. That's going to impact you at the gas pump. It already has a little bit. Things have risen a little bit. BP stopped shipping oil through there. So, um, once again, thank you, Joe. I mean, even though domestic oil happens to be up now, um, boy, we were hurt for so long and so many of the oil producing uh, infrastructure, so much of that was was crippled for a while. So uh, hopefully that'll get back online because when uh, oil is flowing and abundant and cheap, the economy is prosperous and abundant and goods are cheaper as well for a number of reasons. I'm Randy Tober along with Stephanie Bell, producer Hannah out there, and uh, Brian Houseworth. John Marsh is getting a little vacation, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. He is. He'll be back on Tuesday. Did he share where he's vacationing? He did not. 
Who's going to harass him, maybe? Just... I think he's on that nine-month cruise. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I did not give him that the much nine PTO. Mo- the nine-month nine cruise. All right. We'll, uh, we'll step aside, take a little break, and then when we come back, it's the uh, D.C. Rundown with uh, our own Stephanie Bell. Uh, there's nothing going on there. Not much to talk about, right? Yeah, right. They're on vacation, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's stuff going on. Enchiladas and... Nachos in Mexico City. (laughs) (laughs) This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Text the crew at 874 9390. Warning everyone on the show can read your text. Time for the D.C. Daily Rundown, or the Daily D.C. Rundown. Either way, with Stephanie Bell. They are on vacation, and lately I think it's not really been the Daily D.C. Rundown. It's just been the Trump Watch, because he is all over the headlines. Uh, Yesterday, I think it was uh, the Michigan Supreme Court that denied an appeal that then will allow Trump to stay on the primary uh, ballot. Um, At the same time, we're still watching Colorado. Now, the Colorado Republican Party has appealed uh, their Supreme Court's decision to keep him off of the ballot. And if we head over to the polls, you know, I really kind of expected a bump for him um, mm-hmm. from all of the Colorado stuff. And he really hasn't gotten a bump, but he can't really get a bump because he's so far yeah, ahead already. Yeah, when you're already. so high, your bump's going to hit the ceiling. So na- on the national uh, polls, he is currently, the latest poll has him at plus 38 um, in Iowa, plus 34, New Hampshire, plus 30. So he's just still just killing it. Did you see where the New York Times was saying that uh, insiders in the DeSantis campaign say it's campaign hospice time? <laughs> did. did you see that? It's been Keeping camp- him comfortable. It's been campaign hospice time on <laughs> on Camp DeSantis for a while, hasn't uh, Vonderplatz, a big big wig with the family leader up there, big evangelical leader in Iowa, says no. What he's hearing on the ground is there's going to be a surprise. A surprise. Going to be a surprise. I mean, we're just, we're less than a month out. I mean, you think, I I don't, I I really don't think there's going to be a surprise. I did want to ask you, I talked with Zach Smith from Heritage last night on my program. Okay. And he, I brought up this issue of Jack Smith trying to re-gag Trump. He went to the judge in that case and said, before the appeals court has even heard anything, and the case has been rested or stayed. What is it? Stayed, yeah. Okay, so it's sort of like in idle mode, is that Correct. right? Correct, yep. And Zach said he has never heard anything about... His word was chutzpah? <laughs> and I said, look at Jack, that testosterone growing that beard. He's got a lot to... I bet he's hitting the testosterone shops. Yeah, What's I with mean, that? What's your opinion? I mean, I think I, right now Jack Smith's doing a whole bunch of stuff that's never been done before. And, you know, I mean, the, all they want to do is just target Trump. And so I, I don't I mean, I don't think the court's going to go for that. And Trump's been gagged in other situations. But I mean, I I respect the First Amendment and I think um, the, uh, the the court should as well. So um, what, what he was saying is that he's what he's going to taint the jury pool by by criticizing the. The, the motive and the theory of the trial. Well, why can't you do that? I mean, he's just a free, he's a free man. He's not convicted. It, I mean, I mean we've had not- lots of different high-profile trials, it, criminal and otherwise, that haven't involved Trump, where people hear and hear what yeah. people have to say about what's going on. As is, an, if you were his attorney, you'd probably advise that he shut up, right? Uh, I, I I feel so bad for his attorneys. I'm sure they do, and he never does. He never does. He keeps talking, and that has to be frustrating. I'm sure for his attorneys. Maybe he figures that he's going to get convicted, and he might as well 
try to win the political battle and make make some lemonade out of lemon. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, try it in the press. I don't know what Trump's up to. He's he's a hard guy to predict. Well, other things that are happening uh, on this front, uh, Biden is facing the migrants issue. There's a six thousand person, perhaps more, caravan of migrants working their way up to yeah. the border. Um, so not a not a good look for Biden. Of course, um, he has done nothing on the border and has no plan. And um, but you know, we'll uh, do you know when they're expected to arrive? I don't, I don't think I've heard I don't know, exactly. but maybe hopefully after he gets back from vacation in St. Vincent. Where is he? St. Vincent or, or St. Some, Croix or something? Some, he's yeah. down in the Caribbean, right? I mean, are you kidding me? It, what about the optics of that? How tone deaf? He's been on vacation a lot. And, and probably... <laughs> yeah, right. At some, at some points, I think maybe it's better that he's on vacation. I certainly think the people who are actually running the country in D.C. think that it's better when he's out of town. Um, also, uh, we are seeing a lot of um, pro-Palestinian protests. Um, they're actually blocking airports. They were at uh, in L.A. and at JFK um, trying to keep people from getting to airports, so not looking very good there. And then also, um, we've got... Uh, oh, oh, this new thing. So, And I didn't know this, but I found it out, and I think people should know on the pro-Palestinian front, people are commenting wall, uh, watermelon emojis. And mm-hmm. if you see a watermelon emoji, it means pro-Palestine. And I I did not know that. And there was some post and they dropped all these watermelon emojis. And apparently because the Palestinian flag is red, green, black, and white, they've taken the watermelon emoji. And so if you're seeing that online, it doesn't mean watermelon. It means pro-Palestine. So just be careful. What if you prefer seedless watermelons? Well, it doesn't work. I don't know. Right, that's where the black comes from—the seeds, presumably. <laughs> I haven't. I don't. I didn't even know there was a watermelon emoji. I'm gonna have to look this up. <laughs> I've never heard of the watermelon emoji. Well, if anyone has seen a, have you seen a watermelon emoji, Hannah? Yes. You have? <laughs> yes. Why? Does it mean something else we don't know? I mean, just in general, yeah, I've seen them. It's not like the <laughs> pineapple emoji, is it? The news can be heavy. So can a boulder. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri. Six thirty-six on Wake Up Mid Missouri. We welcome to your listening pleasure, State Representative Jim Schulte. How you doing, Jim? Thank you for joining us. Doing great, Randy. Thanks for having me on this morning. Hey, uh, to I know things, everyone else there. Things are getting right. exciting as you're warming up for for exciting what a power, what appears to be probably a pretty um. Pretty interesting and potentially tumultuous legislative session in Jefferson City, eh? Yeah, it's starting to sound like that. Uh, listening to the some of the bills that have already been pre-filed and, and uh, who's sponsoring them, uh, yeah, it should be a good session. All right, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about because of course your district involves large parts of uh, you know well Callaway County and uh, you live in New Bloomfield and 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 what the the, the uh, what Millersburg area right is that right yep so uh, and you're going to be you're, your folks are going to be right in the heart of this mess as they start the construction at some point which is on I seventy this expansion no doubt it's needed um, it'll be what three years in the in the process. My wife and I were driving back from some Christmas visits with with folks at, at in St. Louis area, our my mom and 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 the in-laws. And as we approached Kingdom City, I said, "Honey, this is going to be a nightmare. When this stuff starts, this is going to be a nightmare." Can you tell us I mean, I know there's a limited amount 
that can be done. It's a reality when construction goes on. But how much forethought, how much planning, how many alternatives, what kind of accommodations will the Department of Transportation and the Highway Patrol, you're an ex-Highway Patrolman, make for us poor commuters trying to get back and forth? Well, it is going to be a challenge. Now, the whole I-70 project is not going to take place at one time. It's They've got it divided into six different segments. The first segment that will be started next uh, in 2024 is, is the stretch from Kingdom City to Columbia, uh, Highway 63 to Highway 54. That's going to be the initial uh, part of the project. Uh they're gonna they're going to uh, release the uh, award the contracts in February. Construction on that stretch of road will begin in probably this summer. Uh, they're gonna then, in six month increments, release the other six uh, stretches of highway. And actually, the last stretch to be done is going to be from Kingdom City to uh, Warrenton. Uh, so that that part will be pretty smooth sailing for for a little while, uh, but each segment was is uh, estimated to take three years for the construction to take place. So you're going to have stretches where there's nothing going on, and then stretches where there's a lot of construction and and uh, delays. But uh, overall, it's just it's something's got to be done, and they're they're not going to tear up the entire highway and and uh, shut traffic down. They're, they're going to add a third lane in each direction. So now no doubt there'll be sections where they're down to one lane of traffic and routing it, and that's going to cause a lot of bottlenecking. So uh, I think as people start to understand where it's taking place and how, they'll start figuring out alternate routes to save time and, and uh, get to where they need to go. So one of the questions that comes up is, why don't they do this work at night only or 24-7 so that they're doing the work at an hour when less people are on the road? Or is that a union issue? Well, I don't know what if, what issue it is. I think I think they want to try and get it done as quickly and, and expeditiously as possible. Uh, and that's going to rely on engineers and contractors and everyone else. Uh, I don't know that we've heard exactly when and how it's all going to take place, but uh, you're you're still going to have uh, barriers along the road and narrowed lanes where where uh, the the new lane is being added. So uh, it's inevitable there'll be some some bottlenecking and choke points, and especially when I think they start working on the the two interchanges. When you look at, they're going to have to redesign, revamp Highway 54 and 70, and then the 63 interchange is already, everybody thinks it's a nightmare. So how they're going to straighten that out and change Mm. it is, we'll see what the engineers come up with on that. The catastrophic connector, yeah. Yeah, no question about that. Representative, I appreciate you joining us. Of course, I put up a story. I encourage people to take a look. Two different stories, kws.com, 93.9theeagle.com, 
one angle of the story is the representative talking about this I-70 project and this this Kingdom City to Columbia stretch. But we also have a separate story up that I've written that has to do with Highway 54 between the Missouri River Bridge and Jefferson City and the Audrain County line. I think that's a, a big deal. Representative, I want to go back to, uh, and by the way, Randy, they're going to have to work during the day for a project of that magnitude. They ha- they're gonna, And they may work at night as well, but that, that's going to require some daytime work, no question. It's it's that big Uh, i want to go back to what you just said about kingdom city and you know we talk so much here on this station and these stations about i-70 and 63 but people forget how busy 54 in i-70 is you've got trucks that come all over the country just like the one at 63 but they're coming in and out of that dollar general facility down the road in fulton they're going up to to mexico for the industry what what have you heard of what they're trying to do there i know they're trying to rebuild and completely rebuild it but have you heard specifically what they plan to do there um it's going to take millions of dollars to do that too well i Again, they're going to award that in February, and I think we'll have a better layout of okay. of the timeline and the uh, the design at that time. They've got uh, MoDOT engineers, but they've also hired outside engineers uh, to give give their ideas, so they can they can truly get the best from everybody before they before they finalize the design and and the sequence of how it's going to be done. Uh, the meeting we had at MoDOT, I, I was really impressed with their approach to it and their attitude about it because they realize it's going to be very frustrating for people during this six-year time frame to travel across Missouri. But but in the long run, we gotta we gotta look at long ball, and and the only way to get it done is to uh, yeah. do it strategically and as and as smoothly as we right. possibly can for everybody. We hope so. Uh- a couple of things in the upcoming session. Uh, want to understand what is on your plate in terms of your priorities. And can one of those priorities, I'm going to ask Senator Cindy O'Loughlin when she's on with us later, can one of those priorities be doing some preemptive work to prevent settlement of this migrant disaster crisis at the border in rural Missouri, in non-rural Missouri? Uh, you, we don't hear much about uh, you know settlements around the country and, and resettlement in, uh, in, in rural areas, but it's happening. Uh, can anything be done preemptively, legislatively? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, I know it's going to be an issue that's brought up. Uh, there's... <laughs> I don't know why we don't have a better feel for how many people are illegally coming into this country, but it is a massive movement. And, uh, of course, our news media is not giving it much attention, so people are just uh, blissfully ignorant about what's happening to the whole country in that in that uh, case. But uh, I hope we've got some people that are that are working to do something towards it. It's it's been talked about in the past session and and very limited the support that it gets but i think it's because people just don't understand how big of a problem it's creating for everyone well i know you're on the committee on homeland uh, special committee on homeland security which is why i asked uh finally before we let you go uh government efficiency and downsizing is your committee Mm -hmm. the budget has expanded enormously exponentially that seems to be the reverse of downsizing your your reaction well, I agree, and and part of the reason it's expanded and did all that was there was so much federal money thrown at us that we had to use or lose, 
and so they did it. But yeah, there's a. I'm encouraged. There during the summer, we had several committees got together, and and uh, one of them focused a lot of attention on workforce development and how to improve that. And another committee uh, focused a great deal on tax credits and how to how to uh, put sunsets and caps on some of those that are out there. Uh, and, uh, Ken Hayden up in Mexico led another committee on health care reform. Uh, and so we're going to see some, some movement for that with uh, pharmacies and rural hospitals and nursing homes. Uh, and then uh, Jim Murphy out of St. Louis, uh, his committee focused on taxation and how do we how do we help uh, the citizens of Missouri with property taxes and real estate taxes and and things in that issue? And every one of these committees, including Lane Roberts, who had the crime uh, bill last year, is going to reintroduce it and and uh, present or uh, address the issues the governor had with it when he vetoed it. So uh, there's been a lot of hard work done during the summer months and fall months and. Uh, I'm encouraged by what we're going to go after this this next session and try and make the overall living conditions for everybody better. But uh, you're right. They, we're going to have to address the immigrant issue, and we, yeah. we did that last year to try and help workforce development with that. And uh, A lot of smart people have really been working hard on it, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they present. Beautiful. Hey, thanks for the time with us this morning. Hope that we can stay in touch with you throughout the session. Representative Jim Schulte, thanks very much. You're welcome. Call me anytime, Randy. Thank okay, you. we will. We appreciate you very much, sir. That was very powerful. It was good. Steve. And I think good the, stuff. the stuff about the road specifically, that Kingdom City interchange is huge. Yep. Hey, I have a new term for the big city mayors when it comes to the migrant crisis. I'll tell you what that is when we come back. On Wake Up Mid-Missouri. That was Brian Houseworth. There's Stephanie Bell. Producer Hannah's over there. I'm Randy Tobler. Thanks for being with us. Stay tuned. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Telling you what you want to hear since 2015. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. New York City Mayor Eric Adams and other city leaders say they won't turn away migrants, but they must set limits. Making sure they can arrive in a coordinated and orderly way. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson agreed with Mayor Adams on Texas GOP Governor Greg Abbott's handling of migrants. Road buses and now chartered flights is not only unsafe, it's inhumane. Denver Mayor Mike Johnston says cities are near shelter capacity and it's time for the federal government to act if it doesn't. It will crush city budgets around the country. The three mayors agree the use of migrants as political pawns must stop. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. So, uh, these people suffer from a, a disease called NAMBI. No aliens in my backyard. Right? <laughs> They're happy to talk about it. They're happy to put their chest out when, you know, oh, we're a sanctuary city. But when some of the aliens that are overrunning the border, the health care, the education, the social service system in the border st- states and, and counties, especially places like El Paso, and... And, okay, we're just redistributing the wealth. Democrats love redistributing, don't they, Stephanie? They, they really do. So this is just another way of redistributing. I mean, it's, it's terrifying because I think the biggest, I mean, 
in my mind, the biggest threat to the country is actually our debt and, and our spending. I mean, I, I really think that's a huge threat. And uh, but where are we getting the money for these people? I mean, we have so many problems already that we need to address internally. And the fact that, yeah, our country's flooded and, and are, is really putting a strain on not only local resources, state resources, is going to start putting a strain on federal resources. We don't we can't pay for these people. We just can't. Center for Immigration Studies released a a epic report last week based on publicly available data that showed that 59%, so say 60% of immigrants, and the vast majority of that's illegal immigrants, are using social services welfare, at least one major welfare plan. I'm sure. Now, it was scary to find out that somewhere in the mid-30%, I think it was 38 39%, high 30%, of citizens are using those, which is a serious problem on its own, mm-hmm. but almost twice as many of these aliens, right? And I'm sorry, I don't care. I, they're not assimilating in the same way that my great-great-grandfather did in the late 1900s when he came to from Switzerland. Legal immigration. From Switzerland. Really? Legally immigrated. immigrated and, and married an American lady, and there the Tober clan was born here, right? Okay, so that, those first and second waves of immigration... I see this smile on Stephanie's face. I can she's working something up here. I can <laughs> I can almost hear the wheels turning. But I mean my point was in previous days those people came in legally. They came through Ellis Island and they immig- they assimilated into the culture. What's happening these days is well forget about the terrorists and the drug dealers and the sex traffickers and all that. They they they're not here to assimilate. Certainly not. They're here to drop babies. And then chain migration. And and use our resources. Yeah. Get free stuff. So it's related, right? I mean, you're concerned about the debt and my concern about the existential threat that is the open border. It's the same thing. Same yeah. thing, right? It, it's related. Yeah. It is an existential threat on many fronts. And we're and Joe Biden is doing nothing. I'm nothing. He's down in St. Vincent vacationing. Yep. P- picking the lint out of his navel. What the heck? <laughs> I, mean, I can't get over the fact, though, that you you that your family's from Switzerland because I meant to tell you this. Because huh? are you related? Because Toblerone. It's a very common name. Okay. Apparently, it's like Johnson or Smith or whatever really? over there. Yeah. And you know, there was I didn't a- know Toblerone was named like the chocolate was named after a person, which is a person named yeah. somebody somebody Tobler. I love the Tobler chocolates. They're great. Oh, and not just because it's my namesake. I think I, mean, I took a picture and I never sent it to you. Yeah, they're I was great. like, oh, this is so cool. They used to be sort of like a Lind, L-I-N-D-T. Yeah, I was at and, the Lint factory yeah, right. when I saw the, yeah. all the Toblerone, yeah. Tobler things. Biden's not picking that kind of Lint out of his navel. But <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it, Tobler's great stuff. The chocolate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to clip you saying, Tobler is great stuff. <laughs> and the chocolate. But the chocolate. The chocolate. And... Those they were the first wave, the second wave. They brought skills, they brought entrepreneurship. We're bringing unskilled labor, and then we wonder why we have to pay young skulls full of mush who should be learning to say yes sir, no sir, show up on time. You know, fifteen dollars an hour to flip a burger at McDonald's. Well, that's because you can get cheap labor. Yeah, it, it's terrifying. I, I and I don't know what the plan is. I mean, I think there's I, no plan. Yeah. I'm hopeful that it pushes people to vote in the right direction in 2024 because with Trump there was a plan and it was to build the wall and I yeah. would give anything to build the wall. And you know and and somehow somehow he was able to have them stay in Mexico. Now uh yeah, would you play the Nikki Haley clip? I've got a clip of Nikki Haley. Now w- w- we don't have time. 
Oh, we don't have time. Well, maybe we'll play it for Raven. Yeah, let's do. Oh, we'll play it for Raven. <laughs> She's a big Trumpster. She is. <laughs> Raven Harris, I'm going to say, hey, Raven, I could vote for Nikki because of what she said. Well, let's see what she says. We'll, okay. we'll do that. I like this. We'll, we'll, we'll dangle the bait on the hook for Raven Harrison when we come back and see if she would be willing because of the immigrant border policy that Nikki Haley expressed. We'll bring that back. This is something that I'm afraid will impact Missourians unless Jim Schulte and uh, David Tyson Smith and Cherie Tolson-Reich and, and uh, you know, our state senator. By the way, we'll be talking with Cindy O'Loughlin in just a few minutes as well. And thus they get ahead of it. I'm telling you. You're listening to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Thanks for being here.